If you're a natural born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The May Create team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of Maycreate, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. Hello again, this is Monica Pitts. Welcome to Marketing with Purpose. With me today is the one and the only Mrs. Stacy Brockmeyer. Hey guys. We are gonna tackle kind of a, I don't, I don't wanna say it's nasty. It's not nasty, but it's hard. So websites are kind of like cars, okay? You get one and you know you're not going to drive it forever. But it's a little bit easier to understand how long a car is going to last. Yeah, there's no mileage odometer. Odometer. Odometer is on a car. There's Websites don't have that. Yeah, websites are, are odometer list. <laughs> <laughs> when you're getting ready to make a purchase like a website, People are asking themselves, like, how how long is it going to last? What does it look like budgeting for this thing? Now, it might not be your first one, but the web is evolving, and and it but it won't be your last. Absolutely. Um, so, Stacey, when people asked you, let's say five years ago, if people asked you how long a website would last, what would you say? Definitely five years ago, I would have said, oh, five to ten years. Yeah. What would you say now, though? three to six. It changes so quickly. So even just think about your cell phone. What did your cell phone look like 10 years ago? Mine was a flip phone. I think, I think like maybe that was around the time like razors were really cool. 10 years ago? No. Was that maybe a little bit longer? Anyways, I think I might have 15. I'm gonna have to look it up, but I'm thinking I might have had the iPhone 4S or four. Oh, not 10 years ago. 10 years ago? No way. I I think, I, didn't I just get rid of a 4S like not very long ago? I don't know. She I definitely had two kids <laughs> like I in the last still, 10 years. <laughs> I definitely still had a flip phone of some sort or I had this like a slide thing. It was like a slide. Mm, it had a mirror on the, the front. Slider. Yeah. You so, said you could do your lipstick? Yeah. It was one of those. Uh, 10 years ago, I definitely did not have an iPhone yet. So we're saying, oh my gosh, total tangent. I just saw an ad for a dual face phone. Like on the front and the back? No. It's like you have two screens and they're one on top of each other and then you slide it out. And so you have two monitors. It's like a dual monitor setup. You have a dual monitor setup on my phone? That's what it looks like. Think about what things are going to be like in 10 years. What's yeah. your cell phone going to be like in 10 years if my mind is blown by a dual monitor setup? Yes. <laughs> or like, how does the new Razor phone fold out flat? Yeah, I do not know. I don't like, know. Like, it folds. It folds in the commercials. It folds, and then it becomes a flat thing. I, I just can't, can't even, even imagine. My iPhone? If you... I, I don't know why I know this. I'm speaking because a friend may have told me about this one time that she put her phone in her mouth, which is totally disgusting. Like, who the hell would put their phone in their mouth? <laughs> I love you're asking for a friend story. <laughs> <laughs> and she cracked the face of her iPhone with her teeth. Hmm. 
Wonder who that was. And there's a razor phone that hey, holds. It wasn't me. I am not her friend in this story. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so cell phones are changing fast for a lot of reasons, right? Absolutely. And your website and the way that the internet works and having a computer in your hand, that all of that changes so fast. So, I mean, I would really say three to six years. And if you're going to go to that top end of six years, you're going to have to put in some work, you know, along the way. You change the oil in your website. So what are some of the things that make it so important to continually maintain your website and um, and and why why is it expiring so fast? Why isn't it 10 years anymore? I think, you know, it kind of boils down to four things. So the code what your users expect, um, really how the internet functions, so what browsers, and then also your company and your industry is also evolving. So I kind of like to break those things down today. Okay, so, so you started with code. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Like what, why? Like what is, what is code? What is code? Let's start there. <laughs> well, I did have somebody ask me the other day, this is, you know, I mean, it's the very beginning of 2020 when we're recording this. And literally in the last two weeks, somebody asked if we coded websites with zeros and ones. It's not quite like that. We don't code with zeros and ones, but we code with all kinds of languages from HTML to CSS to PHP, JavaScript, jQuery, all these languages that are literally like speaking Spanish or French or any other foreign language. Yeah. So you put this code together. It tells your website how to act and function. And then the browser interprets the code with the help of your server. And it pushes it out for people to view and interact with. And that is something that is continually evolving. And I feel like it's evolving for like a number of reasons. So Google, I feel like if, if you thought about Google from a marketing perspective, you're thinking of a lot of the times like Google ads and it's pretty self-serving in the ad market. But when it comes to Google's like initiatives for its browsers, it's all about user experience. It always puts the user first. And so if you're not progressive following its rules, then it is not going to do as good of a job serving your website I think it's good. Like, I think they're doing the right thing by pushing it out and being like, hey, you have to have an SSL certificate on your website. So it's safer to browse. Like, they're trying to make the internet a better place. Really, they are. And I feel like, you know, I'm a Google lover. Not always because there's Google ads, but they're really following our, this, like, our culture right now is in such a, like, user first mentality, people first mentality you know, what can I provide? And Google's really pushing companies to to follow that trend. Yeah, I think if they didn't push us, then some of us would be complacent and they would just do it however they wanted to and it wouldn't be the right thing for users. I definitely agree. Because the internet can be a scary place and it's up to us developers, each one of us, to make sure that we're making it a safe place for people to find information and share information. Absolutely. And you mentioned security just a minute ago. So modern code really pushes us in the areas of security, load time, extendability, or the functionality. So having those things on a new website are really important. And you always want like the latest and greatest, but those things are ever changing. Yeah, they they time out. And one of the reasons that 
code does evolve so quickly is, I mean, it part of it is, once again, the user first mentality, right? So Facebook and other big initiatives like Facebook use open source code to develop their platforms. And so they are continually developing that code and pushing it forward. And as they unveil new features all the time in platforms like social media, users' expectations start to evolve to what they're used to. I remember back in the day when we built websites, people didn't expect to be able to move around the photo and change the size of the text. They were happy just to be able to have a website or to change anything on their website. It was essentially just a brochure online. Now they expect to be able to create polls and quizzes and register for events online and create photo galleries with the click of a button or make and edit videos for heaven's sakes, like all within this one platform. It's it's really, it's pretty intense. And so that platform just, it keeps up, but then it trickles down to all of us other businesses that may or may not be offering that robust of an online experience for our viewers. We're not the YouTubes of the world. No, we are not. Can you even imagine what their data center looks like? Oh, I can't. I think it would be really cool to see, you know, but they're never going to let us in. (laughs) No, I'd be like taking all these pictures and they'd be like, ma'am, you have to leave. There's no photography in the vault. (laughs) (laughs) Coming back around. So Monica talked a lot about the user side of things, but it also affects, we kind of touched on this a minute ago, Google, your rank on Google, where you live. Do you, are you showing up on that first page or are you showing up on the 10th page and what are your results look like. So load time is a huge piece. I mean, it really is. Load time is something that Google looks at. And the reason that load time is so important is because Google looks at how viewers interact on your site as an indicator Mm -hmm. to know whether your content is valuable or not. And if your content takes a really long time to load, then they will abandon your site, which is telling Google that you are not quality. Even if you're content stinks, then people will abandon your site also. And then it would show Google that, you know, your content isn't quality and it won't show you as high up in search rankings. Um, So it just, it all comes back to user expectations. I didn't expect this to be a user expectations podcast. It is a user expectations podcast. (laughs) Speaking of user expectations, that was my second point. (laughs) (laughs) So they definitely want to be able to use it on a mobile device. I, we see, when we look at website data, man, mobile, yeah, that's where it's at. They do a lot. They don't ever lose web traffic, like browser traffic Uh on a desktop, but they, the mobile is growing all the time. Yeah. I, even with my business to business clients, they have at least 25% mobile traffic pretty much all the time. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I noticed probably mid last year as I was reviewing um, website data is that almost like not when I said not almost all all of our clients have been switched to mobile first indexing which means that Google is looking first at your mobile presence before it looks at your desktop presence and how people interact on your mobile website to determine whether you're quality or not and that okay it's funny that we used the idea of like mobile phones as like this, the segue into this piece, because that is a huge part of user expectations. It's a big driver. Yeah. People will be looking at your website on their phone. And that is, and 
And because their phones are ever changing. Right. And I mean, I I just bought like cabinet pulls, lighting for my downstairs remodel, like backsplash, like tile backsplash, all on my phone. So much stuff on your phone. Through an app. Crazy. That's madness. Yeah, it is. I mean, but mobile is a really sets the bar for how users think that a website should look and function. Mm-hmm. And it's changing pretty rapidly. And that is why I feel like the lifespan of a website is so much shorter. Everyone's um, an expert. Oh, my gosh. My husband, he thinks he's a website expert. I mean, he's married to you, so he probably uh, by default is osmosis. I'm like, Definitely I, wish, by osmosis. I wish that you would look at this awesome website that I'm showing you right now and not be like, so, you know, I think that this button is like not a cool color it and should it be should be green and it should blink. Ooh, that's 1990s. I don't know. 1992 called. She wants her website back. Yeah. Everybody thinks that they're an expert. And what I find so interesting about that, though, is as a sorry, bunny trail. As I'm taking people through the design process just yesterday, I'm in a meeting with these people and they're like, we want to do this with this website design. And I'm like, okay, guys, this is not modern design practice. This is not, okay, just not modern at all. Can and I put a starburst on it, please? Oh, my goodness. That's not what they asked. Thank goodness. Like, they had more <laughs> respect than that. But it's like they they want things to be modern, but then they go back to the old way because that's how they're used to seeing it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like I'm constantly pushing people. It's comfortable. Yeah, out of their comfort zone to organize content in a way that, you know, they just want everything to be on the same screen. And I'm like, I, I know you want it to be, but that that makes people feel confused. Like, let's yeah. compartmentalize it and like, you know, let's actually make your modern website modern. So we compromised and we made it more crowded on a really big screen. And then I said, as soon as the screen gets this size, everything is going in its own spot. And they said, oh, that's okay. A good, that's a good compromise. Yes. And bunny trail. <laughs> and a bunny trail. But that's hey, hey, keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. Let's talk about browsers. No. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, browsers. We got to talk about browsers mm-hmm. and how they change. Yeah. I mean, if you are using Internet Explorer, raise your hand. I don't see anyone. I don't see any hands raised. <laughs> There's no hands raised here because Internet Explorer in you. went away a long time ago. Now at least they have Microsoft Edge. Oh, my gosh. And when a client calls up and they're like, um, my website doesn't work in Internet Explorer, we're like, yeah, Internet, no, it should not work in Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer, like, 7. or It ended at uh, 11 or 12, I think, something around there. It's yeah. the devil. That I'm so glad it's gone. It's... It made our lives so much easier the day that we had got to stop supporting it. It was always like two steps behind the other browsers because the other browsers are like introducing these new types of coding that make websites faster to load and and like more fun to interact with. A better user experience. They are pushing for a better user experience. And so they enable these features to be displayed through the browser because, you know, once again, it's this code that is being translated by the server and displayed on the browser. So all of those things have to work together in order to give the user the experience you want them to have. And then there was Internet Explorer. Yeah. If you're not updating your website, sometimes it's 
there's going to come a point where the features just don't work anymore. Oh, my goodness. Just the other day, a client who had like a 12-year-old website called me up and was like, my stuff is everywhere. Like, what just happened? That's like a middle schooler. You know, like 12-year-olds 12 year old, are like in middle school. Yeah. They had a middle schooler website. They did. <laughs> they did. And I said, guys, I hate to break it to you, but I think we just need to make a new website. And they were like, oh, well, we were thinking we kind of needed a facelift anyway. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I could like push you in the right direction. It's but time. Yeah, it really was because it was so old that it just would not display correctly or behave correctly on a modern browser any longer. So the next topic that we talked about or that was in my list was that industries are ever evolving. Their companies are ever evolving, like inside the company, not just outside, but their culture is changing, who they are is changing, the way that they do things are changing. Yeah, we've actually spent a lot of time this last week talking to um, the construction industry about how their target market is shifting and moving towards millennials. And so their messaging has to be a little different than it used to be. And the way that they talk to people needs to be a little different. And, and it's, that is the type of shift that happens all the time. So as your target market is evolving in their lives, your website needs to evolve with it. It needs to not just the way it functions, but the message that it tells people needs to move along with it. Because if your sales message is the same now as it was 10 years ago, well, for us, we design websites. So of course it's- It would be scary if ours <laughs> was the same. It's a world different. It's really different. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're not compromising your values by mm -hmm. changing your message or changing your process, you're still the same company who- has these same core values that you always have. You're just adapting. And if you don't adapt, then you're going to end up like the next Blockbuster or Toys R Us. And that's like the whole... Oh, that's sad. I know. It really is sad. So obviously, when we started out this whole discussion, like how long does a website last, right? And we said it used to be five to 10 years. And then... Now we're at three to six. Yeah. Even three to six, though, is a pretty good gap. I mean, that's a... Like car loan is... Yep, what, three to six years? Yeah, absolutely. So there are definitely some things that you can do to make sure that you get to that six years, but it, you have to change the wheel along the way. Yeah, it's not a set it and forget it type of thing. So make sure you come back for part two of how long does a website last? And we are going to teach you about how to extend the shelf life of your website. Yeah, like the little tricks and tips that we do with our clients to, I mean, while I would love it if they came to us every three years and they were like, so awesome. we just want to pay you to redesign a whole new website. It just, I don't know. I'm a frugal lady. We are frugal people. For yeah. Sure. And so we like to, you know, remodel things a little bit and stay in that house for a little bit longer and and then and paint the cabinets yeah we're gonna do that if you want a recap of this podcast we have a blog post written about it so you can intake it in you know slightly different words maybe a little less rambly more straightforward <laughs> um and then always we have all of our podcasts transcribed on our website as well so the blog is maycreate.com forward slash blog and then the podcast is out at podcast.maycreate.com. So maybe we'll see you on our website. Or maybe we'll just talk to you in our next episode about extending the shelf life of your website. Either way, thank you so much for your time today. This is Monica Pitts. 
And Stacey Brockmeyer. Now get back to it. I know you've got other things to do with your time. And think about those user expectations. <laughs> Go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E-Create.com for podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on, market with purpose. Yeah.